Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Randy Bowl. Randy, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Randy is a CFP, an ABA, CLU, CHFC, CRPS, CLTC, TEP, MSFS. He's the founder and chief tax architect at Bulletproof. Randy, I'm excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure, absolutely. And by the way, you know, I, I think you actually forgot a, a couple letters on there, but that, that's okay. <laughs> I, I think you probably uh, probably got the gist. Of it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah. So I, I live between uh, I live between Nashville, Tennessee, Dallas, Texas, and uh, uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and uh, I have a four-year-old son. Grayson and I have a almost five-month-old daughter, Aria Grace, and uh, super blessed. Uh, and I have a great dog who I, I you know, I'm, I'm one of these people, you know, one of these crazy people that absolutely treats their dogs like uh, like the children. So nice. Sky, my third child, <laughs> is a uh, great uh, uh, German Shepherd. And uh, and yeah, and uh, I uh, I founded and TBH Tax. We're uh, we're now a I consider us a nationwide tax firm. We're in 47 states now with employees in about 15 states. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really neat. You know, we, we specialize working with uh, members who are in real estate, uh, network marketing, and we have quite a few clients that are in e-commerce. And so we, uh, you know, we, we think we found a, a pretty unique niche uh, working with such uh, profoundly successful business owners. Nice. I love it. So, all right, four-year-old son, five-month-old daughter. I've got a soon-to-be four-year-old and soon-to-be one-year-old. So I imagine it's been an interesting oh, thing. Yeah, having a having a baby through uh, through the pandemic. Um, it must have been more interesting for you because she was born right when you probably couldn't go to the hospital. I actually could go to the hospital, which was uh, which was nice. So it was just. Uh, it was just me. I, no other family uh, had to be masked up the whole time. Uh, cafeteria was still open, which was nice. Uh, Aria Grace's mom, uh, although when she first, when when Aria Grace was born, uh, she had about a 24-hour labor, and so her first thing she's like, "I want Domino's pizza." So I promise you, within you know 15 minutes, I got to hold my daughter, give her a kiss, give uh, give her mom a kiss, make sure everything was fine, and then boom. Out it the was door. right on to uh, <laughs> call, calling Domino's, and I'm running out the, the hospital with a mask on and got that uh, got that pizza. So uh, I am uh, still in the good graces. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, well, I appreciate that. So we are having this conversation on September the 21st, and we were talking a little bit before we got started, uh, just about some some changes that had gone into effect. But really, what's 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 been top of mind for you during uh during maybe just just kind of I, I guess just right right now what's 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 top of mind Randy yeah you know I think there's two things that are top of mind one of which is newish uh, 
and one of which is is ongoing. And I think the thing that's ongoing is that people are paying too much in tax. At, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think if you pay one dollar more in tax than you legally have to, you have unfortunately lost the game. And the game is, you know, with the IRS. And the thing is, uh, the IRS doesn't want you to pay less in tax. I mean, technically, there's a uh, a taxpayer helpline, but uh, I, I'd encourage you go ahead and call that tax line, that <laughs> taxpayer helpline, and say, "Hey, uh, I think I'm paying too much in tax, Mr. or Mrs. Revenue Agent. Would you mind giving me some strategy?" <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're not you're not going to like the response, right? I mean, this is where I mean, I, I I hate to make it to a you know kind of apocalyptic, but I do think there are heroes and there are villains, and in my opinion, you know, the taxpayer is the hero. They are the ones that are going out creating something, doing something, making a difference, making a profound, hopefully profound impact uh, and a dent on the universe. And the IRS, and not the individuals that work at the IRS, certainly I appreciate the fact that people are working hard and, and there's no hierarchy of dignity, but the IRS, the actual entity of the IRS, doesn't have that function. It has the function of you know, trying to collect as much revenue as possible. And personally, I'm just not that impressed by that. Yeah. So... Uh, <clears throat> So that's where, you know, to me, you know, it is, you know, and that, that ultimately comes back to, uh, you know, clients being innovative and implementing their tax strategy. Because, you know, I hear it a, a fair amount where people go, wow, I've never heard that. I'll, and I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm sure, you know, you, uh, you've talked a lot about cost segregation studies in real estate, the acceleration of depreciation by breaking your normal straight line depreciation into component parts, right? Five years, seven year, 15 year, rather than let's say on a residential property of 27 and a half years. I mean, just doing something like that, if you're able to uh, accelerate the depreciation on average from 27 and a half down to 10, that's basically gonna take a, you know, a, a depreciation deduction of maybe, you know, three grand a year on a, on a $100,000 property to 30 grand. And why does that matter to the average taxpayer? Well, I mean, if you're able to reduce your taxes more, you're able to take that money, turn around and invest it. It is the quintessential idea of the time value of money, right? And so that's where, to me, it, it, we just have to get it in our mind that, you know, that there are only two ways that money moves. Money either goes to Uncle Sam, which to me, again, if it's $1 more than you legally have to as a law, or it goes from your left pocket to your right pocket, and the individual is the person that can turn around and actually do something with it, create more jobs, create more opportunities, create more wealth for their families. That's the, I mean, that's the highest of, of, of all honors, I think. So, you know, that's kind of the ongoing thing that I'm always seeing with taxpayers. Well, I think amen to that. And I think that everything you just said makes sense. How, how often are you meeting people, but they don't have a tax strategy? So we're talking about it's important to implement that, but if you don't have one, then, right? Yeah, man. Unfortunately, it's, it's a lot more than, uh, than what you might expect. And, you know, I'm very blessed. Our, our tax firm, it is a bit of a, uh, of a boutique firm. So we work with a lot of high net worth individuals that are business owners. But you might be shocked the amount of people that make seven figures a year, and their only strategy is, well, I put some money into a 401k plan or I put some money into a SEP or whatever the case happens to be. And, and I think that's because, and this, this is 100% on my profession, 
So as accountants, one, we're typically trained often to say no <laughs> rather than say yes and let's figure it out. But two, we're trained to say, oh, if I don't, we're trained to say, oh, well, ooh, that's probably a no, even if we don't know the answer, right? Where, you know, I, I mean, something as simple as, you know, the idea of what we were just talking about of a cost segregation study. Uh, I mean, just, just, just that, you know, rather than saying, huh, you know, I, I don't have an, ex I don't have experience with that. Or, you know, that, that sounds like it could be a good idea. I'm surprised I didn't come up with that. But I, I think sometimes we have big egos. And, you know, one of the things are any employee at TBH tax will tell you, and they probably have heard the thing so many times. It's like a, a parent with a child, like when they're, you know, the kid's hitting their head against the wall, but it's like, leave the ego at the door, right? Best idea wins. And with, with the 68 uh, King James Bible stacked on top of each other that the tax code is, <laughs> there could be something you don't know, right? And if, that, and if there's something you don't know, but it can save your client even one more dollar in tax, it's something you got to learn about and be able to implement, even if it means bringing somebody else in. So the answer to your question is a lot, a lot, a lot, unfortunately. How many Bibles, Bibles is it? I think it's so. I, I used to, I thought before it was like forty seven. <laughs> Just recently, somebody corrected me and said it was like they looked it up on Google and they said it was more like sixty eight. Uh, I think. It, I mean, shoot! After the CARES Act, it could be even more than that. Maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's in the eighties now. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 confident it is more. You know, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's always growing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, and, and you know, I I think it seems to me that everything you just said is 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 certainly right, and the more advisors can can set their ego aside and recognize that you know this is a there's so much to 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 know and 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 and, and to learn and we certainly don't want to have people leaving money on the table and that's that's essentially what's happening is if you're not doing proactive tax planning then you probably are leaving money on the table well you know i i give the example uh you know i give the example all the time of section 179 and section 179 is i think the no-brainer absolute everybody should take advantage of a section because i don't know anybody that doesn't drive a vehicle so if you're a business owner and you decide to, to purchase a heavy vehicle right uh we'll just use a range rover as an example if you purchase the range rover through your business it exceeds six thousand pounds of gross vehicle weight rating not curb weight I love when people send me curb weight, but no, no, not that. Gross vehicle weight rating, GVWR. You can actually deduct 100% of that vehicle through 179 plus 100% bonus depreciation. So, you know, you're at the end of the year, you know, it's December 27th, and you made, you know, you, you did all these strategies. You know, they've been listening to your show. They've been knocking it out of the park, but they're still going to show making $100,000. They turn around. They go and purchase the Range Rover, especially right now with everything that's been going on because of the pandemic, almost probably nothing down, maybe five grand down, almost no you know, APR, maybe no APR. And they go and they make one payment and they get a $100,000 deduction and now their income tax is zero. I mean, why would you not do that? I mean, I just, I can't comprehend why you wouldn't do that. Maybe you say, I don't like Range Rovers. Well, there's a whole heck of a lot of vehicles that qualify, right? Or, well, I really want to go drive a, you know, a Toyota Camry. I mean, okay, I guess, or whatever the case is. But <laughs> I, I just think that's where, you know, uh, why, why would you want to pay more in tax 
to me, I'd rather take that, you know, $37,000 or whatever the number would have been that I would have had to have paid, turn around, buy a piece of real estate, go create some cash flow, mailbox money. Oh, and by the way, now we're going to have more depreciation expense. We're going to keep lowering our taxes by moving money from our left pocket to our right pocket. That's me. That's optimization and that's innovation in the tax code. I feel like you just sold some Range Rovers, Randy. Uh, you can send a commission check yeah. to. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, I, I I appreciate that. So section one twenty nine. That's uh. I, I have one seventy nine. One seventy nine. One seventy nine is probably. Uh, it sounds like that is often overlooked. It is very often. Nice. And you you mentioned at the top there is there is a newish uh, thing that you've been talking about. Yeah. So when the CARES Act came uh, just recently, uh, they changed the charitable deduction, which used to be 60% of somebody's AGI or adjusted gross income. Uh, They increased that number to 100% of somebody's adjusted gross income. So what that means is let's say you as an individual, uh, you know, gave $100,000 last year and your adjusted gross income was 120. Previously, before the CARES Act, that was a, I mean, by the way, amazing if you did that. It's awesome that you give it a charity. Love that. And so if you gave 100000 last year, you know, now you'd be able to, under the CARES Act, you could actually take that full deduction. So you'd have 120 minus 100000 that you gave. Your adjusted gross income would only be twenty grand. So that, that was a great change. One, I think it was a great change because... Uh, we should absolutely entice people to get, I mean, the, the, the not-for-profits in this, in this country, the churches, the organizations are unbelievable. I mean, they do so much good. And so I'd much prefer uh, all these organizations to have money versus uh, the federal government. But for all of our business owners, people having liquidity events, people having selling real estate, selling assets, it became massive because – one of the best ways to save money on some type of a liquidity event. And I'll just use a simple number. Let's say that you have, you're selling a, a business or a piece of real estate for $5 million. Okay. okay. Let's say your basis in that property is $2 million, right? So the capital gain you're going to pay, is going to be the difference of the two and the five, which is $3 million. So congratulations. You know, you're having this great liquidity event, but, you're still going to owe 25% tax on $3 million. So, I mean, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. I don't know about you, George, but I, that's, that's still real money to me For sure. if I had to pay that. Mm-hmm. And so now what you can actually do because of how the, uh, how the CARES Act changed the AGI limit is now you could contribute that, let's say, let's, let's say contribute the stock or the unit of that business or that real estate into a charitable partnership. And we'll, we're, this is going to be structured as an LLC. Now, you're going to split the LLC in two. There's going to be a 1% part and a 99% part. The 1% part is going to have all the voting rights and it's going to have all the control. This is pretty much like older people that have been investing in real estate will remember the, the GPLP, the general partner, limited partner structure. So this is where now we're going to have that individual is going to be the 1% owner. 
They will be taxed on one percent, by the way, of the sales pro on the sale proceeds. Okay. Uh, now the ninety-nine percent, that's going to be ultimately given to charity. There's going to be a promise made, a binding promise, that the ninety-nine percent of the value of that asset will eventually go to charity. Now the reason I say eventually is it's not going to be done today. It's going to be sort of like the structure of a charitable remainder trust that people are familiar. Basically, what's going to happen is you're saying at, at some point in time, let's say 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now, charity or multiple charities, if it's a split interest, uh, you're going to get this $5 million or 99% of $5 million. And they're like, okay, great. Yeah. And now you as the individual, you're now going to get a tax deduction, a charitable tax deduction for the present value of the future gift. So maybe on a $5 million future gift, if it's 30 years from now, maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe that's a $4 million deduction. Even still, $4 million deduction is going to cover your $3 million. Uh, it's going to cover your $3 million uh, tax liability, but it gets better. At least in my opinion, you could stop there in theory, but this is where I think it gets good because I know that you talk about asset protection on your show. And I think asset protection is one of the most important pieces uh, of the puzzle, especially if you're in real estate. In fact, I heard, and I, I've never confirmed this, but I, I believe it with my own experience and client experience, that if you're in real estate for, for 20 years, the chance that you end up in litigation, some type of litigation, whether it's a slip and fall, it's a, uh, an issue with a GC, it's an eviction, is upwards of 99% wow. at some point in time. And I believe it. Uh, but let's say, you decide to structure a dynasty trust specifically like personally i utilize something called a beneficiary defective inheritance trust uh, which is a type of dynasty trust that has immense creditor protection spendthrift provisions and this is pretty cool uh since i have kids it can pass intergenerationally without a state tax for 360 years wow. which is pretty neat so now i've got this beaded over here you know, in Beneficiary Defective Inheritance Trust. Some people call it a, a bit it. I like beat it because it makes me think of Michael Jackson's song. Sure. Uh, and I like Michael Jackson's song. Uh, but the thing is, is you, you as the 1% have all the investment control. So now you got $5 million that came in. Let's say you loan that $5 million to the beat it. At that point in time, to make sure the transaction is legitimate, the beat it will need to pay the safe harbor rate back in interest. Well, that safe harbor rate we all know is called the AFR rate or the applicable federal rate. Well, that's a whopping 1% right now. So if all of a sudden you're getting 99% of $5 million coming over into the beta and you're only paying 1% annually, and the AFR rate can certainly change, but let's just say you're getting one per, you're paying 1%. You go and find the right real estate investment. You go and find the right you know, thing to buy, and you start making you know, 11%, I don't know, 11% minus 1% means I'm making a 10% arbitrage. And I always love to use the rule of 72, which basically says you can, you can take any interest rate and if you divide it by 72, it'll tell you how many years it'll take your uh, money to double. So if you're making 10%, that means over, let's say it was a 30 year demand note, you know, your money's gonna double about four times. So you're 5 million, goes to 10 million, your 10 million goes to 20 million, 
the 20 million goes to 40 million and your 40 million goes to 80 million. So my arithmetic is usually pretty good as an accountant. So I'm thinking you're going to have about $80 million. At that point in time, I got to tell you, if I got $80 million in an asset protected intergenerational dynasty creating trust where I can create literally a dynastic lineage, I don't mind paying back that $5 million that goes to charity. In fact, I'll let that $75 million sit there net uh, and pay that $5 million gladly to some charity to support them uh, and help grow them. That's all a possible transaction now. Not that it, you couldn't before the CARES Act, but it was just, it was a lot less beneficial when the charitable deduction was limited to 60% of your AGI instead of 100% of your AGI. So it's, I mean, it, that, that's an example of a strategy. It's never been a better time to be in the tax strategy world, in my opinion. And quite frankly, I think people need to be in action now. Uh, you know, quite frankly, I, I'm not going to get overly political one way or another uh, today, but I think it's it's pretty fair to say that if a new administration uh, ends up coming into office, uh, both you know former Vice President Biden and Senator Harris have both said that they would absolutely increase capital gains, they would absolutely you know increase payroll tax. I mean, these things are a real option. Even if President Trump is reelected, I just don't know after the CARES Act, after trillions of dollars being printed, uh, with some of the lowest tax rates of, that, that we've had ever, right? You go back to 1913, our first tax income tax ever, it was a whopping 1%. Uh, take the top marginal rate from 1913 to 2019. You know, we're averaging almost 60%, and it's 37 right now. I mean, even still, we're 23% or 23 uh, you know, points below where we normally are. I mean, that's, it, it's hard to believe we're not gonna have to increase taxes somewhere. And I don't know if you, if, if you know this, this stat, George, but it's, it's pretty startling. Three out of $4 right now that the federal government receives goes to pay for just three programs. And that's Social Security, Medicare, and interest on the national debt. You know, and, and I'm sure this isn't a show about Social Security, but you think about it, you know, Social Security, when it started in 1935, had 42 people paying in to, for every one person receiving benefit. Right. And now it's two to one. And we have the baby boom generation that's, start, that's receiving benefit now. And that generation has 33 million more people than any other generation. I mean, there's, there's just kind of a ticking time bomb, I, I think, happening. So if you're able to take action on anything now, that could reduce your taxes and get you to a spot of, of strength, which are, is, I'd say, having liquidity. I mean, I would do whatever you can before 1231 uh, because I, I think it cha changes, you know, the wave of change uh, or waves of change are happening regardless come next year. Well, that is powerful stuff right there, Randy. I like it. Well, Andy, thank you so much for coming on. How can Savage Nation learn more about you, and how can they engage with you? Yeah, you know, uh, feel free to check out bulletproof.com. That's B as in boy, O-L-L-I-T, P-R-O-O-F.com. Uh, We're actually launching a, uh, a new online course that should be uh, coming online on uh, October 1st, and it's for, the, uh, it's for, it's for business owners. Um, and uh, people are free to reach out at our tax firm, tbhtax.com. Uh, you know, we're always we're always uh, here to help and support and bring uh, innovative tax strategies to, to clients. Love it. 
Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, share Randy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to bulletproof.com. It's B-O-L-L-I-T-P-R-O-O-F.com. And Randy, was it T-B-H tax.com? Yep. Or T-B-H. Yep, Tortoise Beats Hair, like the old, the old Aesop fable. Nice. I love it. Excellent. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Randy. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Take care now. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.